0: For the word today. The Lord God has given me the tongue of to the learn that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear is the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebassed, nor did I turn away. Amen. Say amen if you believe that. Amen. Are you ready to receive? Amen. amen. All right. Today I'm going to finish a message that I started last week. Uh, didn't get all the way through it, but I felt like it was uh, uh, good for today. Uh, with all the things that are happening after the service today, we will be having a special, uh, special business meeting for a specific purpose. Uh, and so I invite you to, uh, to uh, be here. It will be right after service today. So I'm going to move quickly, um, but last the title of my message is the Unchanging God in Our Changing Time. And last week I told you about the way the Lord gave me the message was about I saw a thing that said times changing on Sunday, and I, and then the Lord just kind of blew that out and it was kind of big, and so I started that. And I said okay, so God developed this message, and so last week we uh, the whole message is coming out of Joshua chapter one. Verses 1 through 18. Uh, last week we discussed uh, Joshua, how, how Moses had died. And Joshua was, was now taking over as the new leader. And that uh, even though Joshua had taken the leadership uh, uh, there, uh, the, he, was new, he was a new leader. But the, but the vision for the people was all the same. Everything was still the same. And God was the unchanging force in all of it. Even though Joshua was new, God was the same the same yesterday and today forever. So this morning I want to pick up on that. Where I just got through talking about that, that, that as, Moses, as, he, as God was with Moses. He said, I will be with you. In verse 5. And I will not leave you or forsake you. God had promised the same to Abraham and others. It is the unchangeable God that enables us to confront the changes going on here. And how we are to move forward. Today, after this service today, we're going to take a step forward. We're not going to get stuck. We're going to step forward. Okay? So, now I want to look at the fact that God will bring a leader, because we're talking about a new leader for our, for our congregation and for the vision and the ministry of this church. God will bring a leader of character, and he will also bring prosperity so that we can continue with the mission that God has laid before us. There are many possibilities of course. Change however must be approached correctly. How many. Nobody really likes change. I ask you how many people likes change. A lot of people like change. My wife likes change. She likes to change the colors on the walls. She likes to change the colors on the floor. And you know there are some changes that you know we. We uh, go through, and some are harder than others. But the most important thing is, no matter how big the change is, you're going to make it through it. Amen. You always make it through it. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to make it through it, but when you get on the other side, you turn it around and you look back and you say, wow, I would have never thought that I would have been that and then there and then there and then there to get here. You would have never planned it that way. But you made it because God has a plan for you. But you have to, with every plan that God has in our life, we must approach it correctly for the continuity of what God wants to hold it all together. And there are guidelines in these verses here, in these verses, guidelines that should be followed in making any change. That's not just change for the church, it's changing your life. Changes are going to happen. There are changes that happen almost on a day-to-day basis sometimes. They may be little changes, and hopefully those changes are not so major that it's going to be a conflict one way or the other in your life. But every day we get up and we are challenged with the world, and we make choices. Sometimes the choices we choose, we need to change our approach. Okay? Okay. And sometimes our, our, our we talked a little bit about sub-school this morning. Sometimes the way we go is not always the way God intended that for us to go. So there are guidelines. So I want to read from Joshua, uh, starting 1, again, chapter 1, in verse 6. Be strong. Be strong of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance, and the land which I swore to their fathers... To give to them. Now God addresses Joshua, the new leader, with these words. Be strong and be courageous. Strong here means to stand firm in that which God is about to give. Strong here is not resistance. Okay, Because you can be strong against God. Or you can be strong in your walk with God, in your walk in direction. So when he says, be strong and of good courage, what he's saying is, there's things that's going to come, and you must be strong and be courageous with that which comes. That's in our personal lives as things happen, we must be strong to what's coming here. The same thing is true with our church. Going through change is never easy. But the one thing about it is, if God's changing it, then that means it's got to be great because only good things come from God. Right? So our change, we know. We know this. Not something we have to have faith for. People have to say, we have to have faith, we have to have faith, we have to have faith. Wait a minute. There's some things that we need to know, not just have faith about. If you know something, if you know that God would never destroy his church. God would never put his church in a stalemate and stagnant and just sit there and do nothing. There are enough churches out there today sitting there doing nothing. He doesn't need any more. He has plenty. Okay? But we realize that he says be strong and courageous. In fact... This phrase, be strong and courageous, is mentioned four times in this one chapter. And that's all leading up to the Jordan River, not after the Jordan River. He's saying be strong and be courageous. Character does count. Joshua was gifted, gifted differently than Moses. Moses had gifts in his life. You have gifts in your life, and those gifts differ across this whole spectrum. Okay? And you say, well, gifts, we talk, well, which gift do I have? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the spiritual I'm talking about the gifts that God has given you. Okay? God has given you innate gifts to be used for your good, for the good of those around you, and for the good of the church, because as God blesses you, you bless God, and through God's blessings, things happen. Okay? So, character counts. Joshua was gifted differently than Moses, but their character and their commitment were the same. Joshua, go all the way back to the 12 spies. Do you think Joshua was solid? Remember, he was one of the two that came back with a positive. He said, let's go take the land. It's great. Let's go do what God says us to do. He was ready to go then. Children of Israel weren't ready, so God had to let them all die off. But you realize, Joshua didn't die. Joshua let him go through that 40 years with all the ones who didn't want to go in and possess the land. He had to live with all the mumbling, all the grumbling at Moses for their failure because they didn't want to go in. Okay, But Joshua is here. So he had character and he was committed to the same. Like Moses, Joshua had already been proven to have godly character There was no doubt about his character, even among the people, and no doubts about God. That's a pretty good combination for a leader, when you think about it. So, how does that affect me? You are the leader of your home. You are the leader of your life. You're the one that's in charge. That's what a leader is, the one in charge. And who's in charge of your life? Your choices are your choices. You say, well, God's, God's my leader. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bite that. I'll take that. As long as you listen to that leader, you will lead your life well. <laughs> okay. But it's still upon us. But God will provide the art fellowship, a leader with great character, just as God provided Joshua to take Moses' place. To address Joshua, to make the Word of God the defining guideline of his leadership. The Word of God was the defining area in Joshua's leadership that was going to make him prosperous and successful. Verses 7 and 8 it says, Only be strong and very courageous. Now it's just not strong and courageous, it's strong and what? Very courageous. Why would I need to be very courageous? Because sometimes it's going to get hard. And to hold on to the plan, when the enemy's coming, sometimes it's hard to hold on in your life to what you know is right. It gets tested daily sometimes. But it says here to be strong and very, very courageous. Courageous. That you may observe, see, to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, he calls him a servant again, commanded you, do not turn from the right or from the left. What's that mean? If you don't turn to the right or to the left, what does that mean? You go straight ahead. You stay on the plan that God has for you. Okay? He says, not to left or right, that you may prosper wherever you go. Wherever God takes this church, guess what? We will prosper and have what's necessary to do What God wants us to do. It just says it right here. It says this book of the law. And I'm going to call this the book of the law. It's the book of God. We know that we have to live by it all. Should not depart from your mouth. In other words, stay in it all the time. But you shall meditate in it. Not on it. In it. That means get in it. Don't. Stand on it. A lot of people stand on the Word, but they're not in the Word. Okay? We have to be in the Word so that we have the ability to stand on the Word. How can you stand on something if you don't know what foundation it is? I'm standing on the Word. What's it say? I don't know. Well, how do you know you stand on the Word? I know it's in there somewhere. It is. But we really need to know, is it really in there? And that comes from studying and reading God's Word. But this is what Joshua, basically, if he'd had a Bible like this, is what he would have had to follow. But he had a plan. He knew what the plan was. He had been sent under Moses as his assistant for 40 years. Every time something came up, guess who was standing next to Moses? Joshua. They come rebuking Moses. Who was standing there? Joshua. He heard it. He heard the babbling and complaining. And he also heard what Moses said and how the people responded. Okay? So it's all about doing what the Word, what this Word of God says. That you may observe to do according to all, all that is written in it. All. Not the parts you like. Blessed, it, blessed, it, blessed, it, blessed, 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 blessed. We want all the blessings, but we don't want all the stuff that we have to do to get the blessings. Okay? There's more to God wants to bless, but he has rules. Anybody remember what rules are? Rules are made to be broken but for the Graham. Yep. When you break a rule, you pay the price. When we break the rules, we pay the price. People say, yeah, but I'm a born-again child of God. I shouldn't have to pay a price. Jesus paid my price for me. You made the choice. He didn't. He wanted you to make the right choice. You're the one that took the wrong choice, and you want him to be responsible for your bad decisions? That's good preaching. I don't care what you say. But that's for another time. I'll, I'll never get finished with this if I don't get going. All right. The law of God will be Joshua's authority. Not only is it his authority, but when you walk in this, the I can't get off of it. When you walk in the authority of this word, it gives you certain privileges. When you walk in this word, don't walk in the word; you don't have the privilege. Walking in the word. See, we've lost that in our faith today. We want it all. We want to drive through McDonald's and get get the happy meal. One that makes us happy. Right? We don't want we want something quick. We want it now. Okay? We want it now. We want it quick. It takes a long time, I tell the guys in prison. If you accept Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter when you accept him. You can be 10 years old. 30 years old, 50 years old, 100 years old. The day you accept Jesus Christ, that day you become a babe in Christ. You are not made perfect. You can't walk. You can't even crawl without the hand of your parent. You can't even change your own diaper. Someone has to help you do it. Who do you think helps you do it? The Holy Spirit. And you begin that walk. Maybe it's a grown person, a grown man, but you start that walk. Right? And you begin to learn the Word from a babe in Christ. Even if it's at 100 years old, you still got to get in the Word to find out what's there. If you don't know what's there, it's hard for people. To live. And people have walked away from the Word. But here he's telling, he's telling uh, uh, Joshua here, he says, The law of God will be Joshua's authority. But that's, this what's, this what's come with it. His safety net. Catch him when he falls. How many times do you think we fall once a day, once a week, once a month? A baby falls a lot more than an adult does. So the adult can't criticize a baby's walk. The adult goes over and says, let me help you. And it helps them walk. And says, come on. Come on. And they fall. I just stayed down there. I never thought you could walk anyway. No. But that's safety net. It's a guiding force. And Joshua's... Huh, let's put it this way. Joshua's success hinged on this word. Our success in life hinges on this word. How many times? how many times? How many times do we hinge that word? Read that word? His success was hinged, was hinged on it. This is still true with godly leadership. It is not just about talents and gifts. God can train you in anything. God can gift you in anything. Okay? But it's all mainly about character. Talents can be learned. Gifts can be developed. And we should develop all of those things. But without character, they're worth nothing. If the character's not there, and this is us as as leaders, we're leaders, there has to be character. You can love, 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 but without character, people don't see it. It's our approach. It's our character. It's that which people see. Dojo was talking this morning in class, talking about, you know, things, what the people see in our lives and what kind of example are we. The Bible says to be separate, be a separate people. In other words, you should stand out in a crowd. And that doesn't mean you've got to be freaky with colored hair and all that kind of, you know, purple, green, all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that kind. That's kind of a fleshly outside. Character is not on my outside character is on my inside. Okay, character comes from in here. But Joshua had this character, and our leader, I guarantee you, will have character, because why? Because God already knows who the leader is, and has already prepared that leader, whether we know or we don't know. God has. Okay, we may not know, but God knows. Isn't that great to know that God already knows the plans that He has for the Ark Fellowship? It's great to know that, right? So, they will not find God's will and find God's plan if they don't follow the law of God to get there. If we don't follow the Word of God and do what the Word of God says, then we're going to miss the boat. Why? Because the Word of God is like signposts. It directs you to where you're going. And without signposts, all men get lost. That's the reason why they send women up in space. In case they get lost, at least somebody will ask for directions. So, we need signposts in our lives, especially men. Uh, or we get lost. As long as you've got a navigator in the right seat in front, you're okay. You'll get there. okay. But anyway, let's look at the promises. i got to move. Promises. Joshua verses 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it, meditate in it day and night, and you will observe to do according to all that is written in it. For all you will make success your way and prosperous. Indeed, you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and encouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go. God promises John success. If. How many of you know I've taught on that word? If. Smallest, smallest word, I say it's not the smallest word in the Bible because there's an A in there, too. But it's a two-lettered word that comes with a tremendous amount of responsibility. If is a responsibility word. If he stays committed to the word of God. Here. He warned Joshua to follow the word, not the world. We must follow the word, not the word. But everybody's doing it. Well, you want to go to hell with them, that's fine. We don't talk about hell anymore in the church. That's that place you don't want to go to that everybody tells you doesn't exist. One day, they will find out. Not the world. Even when the voices of the world are many, the majority does not always, the majority doesn't always speak for God. You can apply that today if you want to, but that's another message, so some of you who teach on Wednesday night, that'd be a good subject. God alone is the final authority. Godly leadership, while sensitive to the majority, will not bend if asked to contradict God's Word. That's leadership. We cannot, just because everybody else is doing it, and this says you're not supposed to do it, doesn't mean that just because... Fifty percent, one of you, thinks we ought to do it. Leadership cannot fall under the pressure of the majority. They must fall to the ultimate authority, and that's the Word of God. Amen. Popularity is not the gold of a godly leader. Popularity is not the gold of a godly leader. Faithfulness is. Joshua should not be afraid or discouraged because at the end of verse nine, the Lord says, "The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go." In the jail ministry, I've heard guys say, "Sometimes I don't think God knows where I am." I said, "Do, we, do you know Him as your personal Savior?" Yes, I've accepted him. I said, "Where does he abide?" What do you mean? I said, "Did you invite him to come into your life and be the Lord of your life?" Mm-hmm. I said, "So you invited him into you. You're a temple. You're carrying God now. You're the holy of holies that he has to sit in, right? You, you're the temple that has to sit there." That's another message, by the way. We are the we are holy a holy temple. Okay, that's built. Grab that one. That's another one. Okay. But I said, where is he? And he says, right here. After I convinced him he's right there, I said, now, would it be, do you think Jesus has a problem knowing where you are if he's right here with you? That's the whole point. We forget that we look at God as out there. He's over here. He, oh, look at him. He's in the tree. Oh, look at him. He's in the plant. Look at, oh, God, he, he, in his universe, he's all, he's right here. He's right here. Right, So, it may not be easy, but it will be successful. He said, wherever I go, the Lord says, I will go with you wherever you go. Joshua didn't have to do exactly. God didn't, he, Joshua didn't have the exact gift like Moses. But he must have been committed to God just as Moses was. So, while the instrument, the leader, is important, it is God the master That is more important. We have to realize that it's where it is. Now, i got to move because i got to go quick. Joshua prepares the people, and the people are committed. In verses 10 through 18, we'll read them here. Uh, Read a few of them, and then I'll make some comments. 10 and 11 says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over the Jordan. To go to the, and possess the land which the Lord your God has given to you to possess. So, had to make preparations. Have we made preparations for our mission to cross our Jordan? I think we have. We've been, we've been waiting. How many? I don't know about you, but I've been waiting. Been waiting to go to do what God wants us to do. But it's time for us to do it. But anyway, Joshua picks up the mantle here of leadership and embraces the mission given by God that had not changed. Remember, the mission hadn't changed. Moses died. Mission still the same. It's the time to move forward through leadership, because leadership is now changing. Here it has changed. Ours will be changing. Okay. He instructs the people to prepare for forward momentum. For preparation. It was time to move again. Moses was gone, but the promised land was yet theirs to take. Our mission. In Cyprus is still there. It hasn't moved. Our mission field has not moved. It's been there all the time. But have we possessed Cyprus beyond and further, wherever God tells us to go, right? The only difference now is who who was in charge. The goal was the same. The mission the same. The promises of God were the same. The challenge was the same. It was time to finish the mission even though the leadership had changed hands. Like Moses before him, Joshua works with the existing leadership that's in place. In verse 10 it says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people. And while some things changed, other things did not. The existing leadership in place was already enhanced. Already embraced the mission The goal, the promises of God Joshua's work was in them As a team member Was getting moving again We already have a team in place You We already have people in place To do the mission that God wants us to do He didn't call us He didn't call us to get somebody else to help us with the mission He said you are called You are the leadership You are the people that's going to put this all together We are together While some things changed, other things didn't. But God, good leadership, is a shared experience. Do you get that? God, leadership is a shared experience. Shared with others who have the same commitment to the Word of God, have a proven character, and and are not afraid to move forward no matter what. That's what we have to identify with. People ready to move with us no matter what. Like Moses before him, Joshua doesn't do all the work. He not only engages the other leaders, but he gives them the authority to act as well. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people. It is not Joshua that goes through the camp to tell the people. He gives the authority to other leaders, and he trusts them to act as well. It is not the leader's responsibility. Our new leader is not for that new leader's responsibility to go out and beg on every door in Cyprus. Okay? A church that can only grow by how many people the pastor brings to the church is a slow growing church. There's always strength in numbers. The more going, the greater it is. Okay? No doubt this would bolster their, the confidence of their leadership, of all that. Now, shared servanthood promotes servanthood. Our pastor saw potential. Many people in this church. And he gave up his Wednesdays to promote them, to give them training to do the God, what God has for them to do. That's servanthood shared. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's when you're a servant of God and you share that. And when you share that, it will promote what? In those individuals. What do you think if those people go somewhere? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to be trying to push other people. To do good things, just like Pastor Pished them. The same thing is here. Joshua knew these leaders, he knew what they were, he pushed them, he shared with them. Now, goes on out, it says, Get your supplies ready. Three days from now, we will cross the Jordan and they and here to go and to take the possession of the land that your God has given for your own. He calculated what he needed before they moved. There must always be preparation. And we will prepare as we're doing it. And I'm going to move fast here. There was a partnership Joshua had. And he says, And to the Reubenites, Gadites, and half of the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, I'm not going to read all this. What it was, was these three God had promised them or, that they could have their land east of the Jordan River. Nowhere at the part where they were going to be before they passed over the Jordan. But they had to partnership with the people that were going in there because they had to go fight the battles with them. Their war people had to go in and fight with them so they could capture the land on the west side. And then once all that land was captured, then they would be able to go back to their land on the east side and be able to go there and, and be able to set their lands. So there was a participation, a partnership made between it. It's not just one group or one small of us. It is a united effort together that we have to be. We have to all be marching as one army for God. It's a unity of marching together. We have to be not just marching, but we have to be marching in step. We have to be going in the same direction. We have to be moving in the same way, at the same speed, moving there, and going together as an army of God. And it's important. And the same thing in your own life, if you need to just complete your own life, you have to be walking straight, and you have to be in lockstep with what God wants and there with you. What's in the Promised Land? All these things begin to happen, and they, they separate that. Now, the success of Israel... To experience all that God promised was contingent more on their working together than it was about a certain individual who led them. It was more about them working together. Joshua could not take Jericho unless God says, Joshua, go to Jericho, say walls fall, people die, you fall. Come on, guys, I just took the city. He didn't do it that way. Joshua was just one man. But it was the army that defeated. With the Lord's help, defeated. It takes everybody. They had to have a united purpose. They had to support the new leader that God had raised up for them. And we must do the same. They had to trust the promises of God. And they had to have faith in the mission that God had given them. We have to have faith in the mission that God has given us to do. Pastor told us, Souls for the kingdom. Souls for the kingdom. Souls are all over this world. Wherever God leads us, we are going for one purpose. What? Souls for the kingdom. It's all for the kingdom. It never was in his mind for this church. The souls were for the kingdom. we got to get past the church and get to the kingdom. We're doing things for the kingdom. You may witness to somebody that they accept the Lord, and then they may go to the First, first Holiness Church of the Righteous somewhere. But you planted the seed, you got them there. That's part of the kingdom. That's part of the kingdom. It's all there. Then, change would not hurt them, and in fact, God would use the changes to still accomplish the mission. While the leadership changed, character must not, Confidence must not. And commitment must not change. They did what their leader instructed them to do. And they completed their mission. And they received their promised land. Why? Because they followed their leader into battle. They followed their leader. And we must do. God will move things forward in the midst of change. And he himself never changes. And it is him that we have our ultimate hope, not in any one individual. All right, I'm going to close it out. Our future is in our hands. It starts today. What will we do? Soon we will be getting our new leader, our pastor. This new leader will be a leader that God has prepared for the Ark Fellowship. This new leader will have the character, the purpose, the strength to complete the vision or plan that God has given to this church. What is our vision? Matthew eight, twenty-eight. I'm sorry, Matthew twenty-eight says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, "All authority has been given to me in the heavens." And on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, and that includes America, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So today we stand with one big question. It has to be put before us today. In a few minutes. We're going to go out and come back in. And we're going to have a business meeting. But there's one big question now. Our Moses. Not Moses. Our Moses. Pastor Goodluck. Brought us. From where we were. To where we are. Where we are right now. Our new leader will want to lead us to our Jordan, to the Jordan River, to cross that Jordan into our promised land of Cyprus and beyond. But are we ready? Are we ready? It's not. Easy to evangelize in the sense of evangelizing. But if everybody does their part, I was so happy. a brother back here, yesterday he had invited two of his son and a friend to come to the men's fellowship yesterday. People he invited, and we had, I think, three new guests yesterday. Got to meet new people. Johnny and Dan. Got to meet them. Because someone invited them to come to the men's fellowship. That's a start, right? All you have to do is invite them. We even made it simple. We even have a card out there that you can get that you can just hand them the card and say, "Would you come and be my guest? Give them the instructions, to map and everything on how to get here. All we have to do is do what God wants us to do. But are are we ready? Like the children of Israel, they were ready. After 40 years, they should have been ready. To continue in their plan that God had given them. But are we ready to, to move forward and continue with the plan that God has given us? So I'm going to ask you this morning. If you are ready to get behind our new leader. And carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to Cyprus and beyond into the nations. I want you to stand with me. Now, I like introducing new songs to you people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Amy. It's not played on KSBJ. (laughs) I doubt it. Not contemporary, but it is a good song, and it kind of goes along with the message today. And it's a song that talks about being a witness, and a song. It talks about, Lord, is there something? Is there anything that I can do for you? Typo, many times people say, "What can I do? What can I do?" Pray and ask God what you can do. It's there, okay? So we're gonna try. This. We're gonna sing this song. I'm, Amy is, is probably new to her, but she's gonna give me a key, and if my voice will take it, we're gonna go with it, okay? We're gonna start on the course because I think everybody will more than likely remember that the song is Jesus Use me,
1: all right? Jesus use me and oh Lord don't refuse me for surely there's a work that I can do And even though it's humble Lord help my will to crumble and oh the cross be great, I'll work for you. Dear Lord, I'll be a witness if you will help my weakness. I know that I'm not worthy, Lord, of thee. By eyes of faith, I see thee upon the cross of Calvary. Dear Lord, I cry, let me thy servant be. Oh, Jesus, use me. And oh, Lord, don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help. And though the cost be great, I'll work for
0: you. How many of you are willing to though work for the Lord? Want to be a witness for the Lord. In my Lord, I want to be a witness. Help me in my weakness. For surely, surely there's a work that I can do. All of us have a work that we can do. May not be getting out there knocking the doors. It may be on your knees in prayer and praying for the people that's going. But the thing is, we all have something to do. So as we are going to close, I'd like—I was going to try to go all the way around the church, but I don't think we have enough people. So I want us all to just in these aisles right here. I want us all to come together. We're going to gather hands. We're going to circle this area right here in the middle, and symbolic that we're going to uh, completely no, just come out in the aisles. I want to, I want to make a circle right here. When everybody to get in line. Have somebody with you. We're going to join together. And there's a purpose in this. I know you sometimes people, I don't like to get out and stand. Well, get one back in the back if you're not comfortable up here in the front. Okay? We're all going to join hands together. We're all going to join hands all the way around. Just make it all the way around across the back. Some of you go to the back. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't care. how many aisles we can get as long as we get connected. I just want to get connected. All right? All right? Yeah. Now yeah, you get know, up. Hey. Just get right there and let Pat boom over there and sit right there on the front. Uh, right there. Yeah. Joy, go over and grab one of her hands, and you can do it that way. We can get everybody. If you can't stand, get uh, get, get Lottie back there in the back. Get her involved in that. Okay? You guys, spread across. on the cross. I want everybody, I want everybody to join hands. i all got to scoot around. I want everybody to join hands. The reason I want everybody to join hands, you say, why are we doing this, Pastor Grant? This looks look listen, we used to do this all the time in the church. Get together and join hands because... Unity is what it's all about. And we're fixing to make a decision for this church. And I think we ought to be ready to stand for a few minutes and pray and ask God to help us to do what He wants us to do. But the reason I wanted us to be like this is because I want each one of you to pray for yourself that God will help you to be the witness that He wants you to be a witness. But then I want you to pray for the two people on each side of you. Because the Bible says that two people on earth can agree on anything that shall be done of our Father in heaven. If you truly believe that, that person standing on each side of you, you're going to agree. Why? Because there's going to be two people agreeing for one person standing between. Right? And that means that you're going to be praying for them to be a witness that God will use mightily in everything that He does. Then once we pray, well, we're going to pray for one another. I'm going to leave in prayer, but I want you to take a little moment right now. I want you to pray for you that you would be a witness for the Lord. And then I also want you to pray for the person on your right and the person on your left, that God would bless them. Okay? Bless them and be a witness for God and that God would give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I know you're praying. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That God would guide them and direct them in the path that He would have them to go. For them to be the witness that He wants them to be on the job, in the schools. Wherever they go, in the grocery stores, wherever they are, to be a witness for God. God will be there for us. And I praise the name of them. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now. For each and every one that's here, God, right now. God, let us be a witness for you, Lord. Let us come, Lord, to be and to do the mission that you have called this church to do. Lord, there's a lost and dying world out there that needs you. There are people today that die today without knowing You because no one told them about You, Jesus. Let us let our light show shine, Lord, upon the people God that they can do all, Lord, that we do. God, I praise You. I thank You, Lord, for all of it. I just magnify Your precious name. I just thank You, Lord. Let them be a strong witness for You, Lord. Let them be strong. As we agree together, Lord, as we go into this business meeting, God, I pray right now that you give us a spirit of unity, that the joy of the Lord will guide and direct us and wisdom will give us, Lord, to our board as they bring the things that must be brought before us today. Give us all wisdom, Lord. Let us stand in unity together today. And now let us, Lord, commit our lives, Lord, to our new leader, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, that we will walk with them hand step as an army for God. And I praise you, God, for that. In the precious name of Jesus, we declare it.
1: Amen. And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.